Hello, writers, and welcome to episode 27 of the Creating Happy Writers podcast. I'm your host, Steph Caswell, and I'm thrilled you are tuning in for today's episode. It's a good one. This podcast is for non-fiction writers who are looking to write a book in their niche to showcase their expertise and take their business to the next level. If that is you, then hooray, you're in the right place because nothing, in my opinion, can elevate your brand, your business or you like a book can. So if you're about to start your writing journey or you're already on it, you're so welcome in the Happy Writers community. Let's dive into today's episode, shall we? It's all about social media. Oh, social media. It's a vast, vast thing, isn't it? And as an author, it can sometimes feel like it's just this landscape that you're having to navigate. What bloody platform should you be on? What platform should you not be on? (laughs) Should you be on every platform? And I think that a lot of people, and we're all business owners, right? So we know that social media is important. We know it needs to have a place in our strategy, but it's overwhelming, isn't it? And if you're already doing social media for your business, you know that just adding another arm to your strategy feels overwhelming, doesn't it? And we can sometimes feel as though it's really difficult to be heard. So which platform are you on? Which platforms plural are you on? Um, I am on Instagram. I am on LinkedIn and I'm on Facebook. I am on Twitter, but I do not tweet and I do not really go on Twitter, mainly because I find it very shouty and just isn't great. Everyone just seems to be vying for their spot to be heard and to be as controversial as possible. And that's not my bag. I'm just going to say that right now. So I'm not on Twitter actively, I think is the expression we'll go for. Um, But I am on the others. And the thing that I love the most about social media is the community that I have found on there. And when I say that, I mainly mean on Instagram. I'm an Instagram uh, lover. I That's my natural home. Uh, I know, however, and we'll come on to this, that I don't necessarily believe that all my clients are on Instagram and will find me successfully on there because a lot of my clients are business owners and therefore are on LinkedIn. I, however, am in a very lucky position, some might say, some might not say, (laughs) to have been part of a social media campaign for a Sunday Times bestselling author, a five times Sunday Times bestselling author. Now there's a mouthful. And uh, I was lucky enough last year to work with Penguin and to sit in on some strategy meetings around social media, which was really interesting from an indie author perspective uh, to kind of get an idea of what happens with these big name authors uh, when it comes to social media. And I feel that it's given me an opportunity to learn and develop my own set of skills around my own social media and It's also why I offer something called the Launch Clinic, which is a service that I offer authors who are coming up to publication and want some advice around social media strategy. 
And I found that I've learned so much from doing that social media campaign and working on something that is a big campaign for months and months at a time. So hopefully what I suggest to you today, you will feel comes from a place of a true understanding of what can help authors on social media. Now, before I crack on to social media itself, just remember, and as I say, you are business owners, so you know this, but social media should be part of a wider marketing strategy, right? It shouldn't be the only marketing that you do. For me, when I think about marketing, actually social media comes second to email marketing. And email marketing, I think, for authors and business owners is the most important thing you can have because, and you may have heard this term before, social media is rented land. It's not something that as a business owner or an author you own. So if that particular platform decides actually you've done something to piss it off and it shadow bans your account, there's not much you can do about it other than plead with the gods to give it back. If they decide that they are going to change what their community guidelines are and actually what you're doing on there isn't, I don't know, married up to that, then of course, yes, you will lose that. You could just be hacked and lose your content and all your contacts. It's an absolute nightmare if that happens for people. And that's why email marketing is so, so important. And even if you're coming to listen to this from just being an author, don't think that you can get away without having some sense of email marketing. And the reason that I say this is also because there will be some listeners out there who want a traditional publishing deal. And publishing houses will want to know how many people you have yes on social media. Of course, they're going to find that important, but they also want to know how many people are on your email list. And the likelihood of you getting a publishing deal is purely off the back of how much you can do to promote that book already. Because publishing houses are taking a business risk when they sign new authors, debut authors. So they want to know that they're going to get return on their investment because they too are a business and they also want to make money. So they have to be sure that they've got somebody there with a ready-made audience. Okay enough with the email marketing. I am going to do an episode about email marketing in a few weeks time. So that should be coming out later this season. So listen, I know it sounds about as dull as dishwater, but I promise you it's, it will be really helpful to you to understand why email marketing is so important. I'm going to get off my email marketing soapbox and I'm going to return to the wonderful land of social media and give you some tips for, for really helping to promote your book on social. Okay, the first thing you need to know is that you've got to identify who your audience is, who your reader is. Now, as a business owner, I'm pretty confident that you already know this because you will have done your ideal client avatar stuff. You'll know where they hang out. And as an author and as someone who wants to get the book in front of as many eyes as possible, you need to be where your audience is. You may love, like I do, Instagram. Uh, but I know that a significant proportion of my readers are on LinkedIn because they are business owners, they're on LinkedIn, they're engaging on there, and I need to be there too. No, I do not love LinkedIn. I do not love it, dear listener. I find LinkedIn quite boring. However, 
I know that it's going to help to promote my book, to promote my services, to get in front of the right people. Therefore, I have to go there and I have to engage with people on there. And actually quite a few of my clients have come off LinkedIn. So I don't know why I'm giving it such a a bashing. Um, It's done some good stuff for my business. So I love you, LinkedIn. I take it all back. But do identify where your readers are likely to be and start hanging out there. Start talking about your book in the right places. Otherwise, no one's really going to give a shit. And actually, as much as that's hard to hear, it's true. Now you're on the right platform. You need to have a profile that really sings and tells people who you are, what you do. And again, you know this from being a business owner, but as an author and somebody who wants their book to be read by others, you need to put your book at the top of that profile. It needs to be way up at the top so people can see that you are somebody who has a book and that they are then inclined to find out more about that by clicking on a link that you provide in your bio or you know the links that you are putting out regularly about your book and again we will come back to that in more detail I also think that you need to show yourself what do I mean by that I don't mean expose yourself it's not that kind of podcast people I mean show yourself your true self when you're an author people want to know everything about your writing process people are inherently nosy right? I'm nosy. I love looking at what other people are doing. I love learning more about their practices, their habits. Where do they write? When do they write? Who do they write with? What do they listen to? All of this stuff that we feel nobody else would care about, people really love to know. So if you're going to share yourself on social media and talk about your book, share all of the journey Don't just share the stuff that you think is about the book and the selling of the book. Yes, okay, people will still enjoy knowing that. But the fact of the matter is, if you can build that connection with people, it goes back to that know, like, and trust factor. If somebody has seen you writing, if you have shared the journey, if you've shared the early mornings, if you've shared the cups of coffee, if you've shared how sometimes you just want to gouge your eyes out with a spoon, if you have shared all of those things with your audience, they will then want to read that book, won't they? They'll know the hard work that's gone into it. So share your journey, expose yourself again not that kind of podcast, but expose your writing self to everybody. Your content strategy is really worth looking at here. And you should have a content strategy if you are a business owner already. I'm pretty sure of it. Some people might wing it. Sometimes I wing it. I like to think I have a content strategy. Most of the time I do. Some of the time, however, I do not. And I'm flying by the seat of my pants and that's okay. But Part of your content strategy for your book needs to be social media. So obviously we've talked about email marketing. You can do blogs. You can do all the PR stuff around it. But the strategy for social media needs to be long term. And people forget this. They often think of the launch, the pre-launch. They know all that. But your book has to become a long term member of your content marketing strategy. It cannot just be something you mention occasionally. If you don't care about selling any, then mention it occasionally. 
If, however, you are like most of us who actually would like some people to buy their book, to read their book, to review their book, to work with them off the back of their book, then you're going to need to talk about it and you're going to need to talk about your book regularly. On the regs, as my friend Kay would say. Now, I've got a little trick for you here. Take some long form content. Maybe it's a blog post. Maybe it's a chapter you've written in your book and start to steal some of it for your social. You might decide that there's a chapter around, say, for example, in Dare to Write, there's a chapter on habits. And I go into detail about how you can create habits where you're writing consistently every day. And I took that and I put it out on social media. Um, There's some quotes in there that I know I've already looked up and I've used and I can use that on social media. You've done some of this hard work already. So why then would you not decide to use some of it on social media? And don't panic. Don't think, oh, people will remember it when they see it in my book. I'm, I'm being really kind now, but also a little bit maybe straightforward with you. People will not remember all the content of your book. They just won't. So you have to remind them of the content through your social media strategy. Post as often as you're comfortable with, but be consistent. If you can only do three times a week on the grid, say on Instagram or three times a week on LinkedIn or wherever you are, that's okay. But do three times a week. Don't do three times a week, one week. Then people don't hear from you for two weeks. Then do one post and then they don't hear from you for a month. And then you do another two posts randomly. People will want you to be consistent and you've got to do what's right for you. I'm not telling you what consistency means for you because that's a very individual thing, but at least the the how often that is going out needs to be the thing you think about and make it manageable for you. And engage with your audience. Social media is social media, social conversation, engaging with people, talking to your readers, asking them what they thought about your book, seeing what they enjoyed, getting into conversation with them will mean that you've then got fans that will buy subsequent books or want to work with you or will want to do the course you're about to put out. Whatever it is, if you don't engage and create community and a feel about your social media, then people won't particularly be that asked to read your book. Okay, we've got a few more before I finish. So the first one is share reviews of your book on social media. It's again, that no like and trust thing. People want to see that other people have liked something you've done and will therefore encourage them to buy it too. If you don't post reviews, then people won't really know whether it's a good book or not. And we have to rely on other people's reviews to sell the books. It's like any testimonial you get for your business. The same thing applies. So so really screen grab some great ones and make them into some nice, pretty social posts or just share the screen grab, but just do something and link to to your book all the time in your stories. If you get a nice review in, screen grab it, put it into your stories, put the link in, do it consistently. Each week, be looking for new reviews or nice comments or things people have said. Reuse uh, the, the ones you've used before it doesn't matter. People won't remember all the little things you put out on social media because they have their own busy lives. So you need to keep knocking on their door and reminding them of the fact that you've written a book and that they should buy it. Use hashtags where necessary. There's always talk about hashtags. Are they dead? Are they not dead? How many should you use? And all that jazz. 
I would say to remember that Instagram particularly use SEO now in their captions. So as long as you're writing some keywords in there that will attract people, you know, the hashtags really are just for um use for people who particularly are looking for that particular thing or it can it can just help group your content but I really wouldn't go worry too much about it but I would say create a hashtag for your book because it's just a nice thing to do so that each post has that hashtag and going back to the whole collaboration social community vibe see whether you can start collaborating with others on social media when it comes to your book you know, get on other people's platforms, do Instagram lives, go into people's Facebook groups, do LinkedIn videos with people, get into other people's spaces and utilize that for your book, share extracts from your book, get onto other people's email lists. If you know other people that you think your book could help, you know, talk to them. Can you be part of their email newsletter one week? Again, back to email, sorry. But, you know, all of these things will make people want to buy your book. So collaborate with people, create that community feel around your book, and it will pay dividends. And finally, measure and manage. There's a famous uh, quote by, I think he's a leadership expert or a business expert called Peter Drucker. And he said, what gets measured gets managed and if you haven't heard of anything more corporate than that, I don't know whether you ever will. But the, in theory, what he's saying is you've got to measure what works and then you can then manage what happens next. So the same thing applies for social media. Look at your analytics, which posts about your book are working and which posts are f- just flopping. Don't repeat the flops, repeat the stuff that's working. It sounds obvious and you may already be doing this, but it's a good reminder to double check what resonates with your audience when it comes to the stuff around your book. How can you do more of that? And you've got to be consistent. You have to keep going, keep talking about your book because otherwise people will stop buying it. Before I go, thank you for listening to today's episode. But I do think it's so important that we curate our social media feeds. Just follow people that inspire you, that make you feel happy. And the people that you know that have got your best interests at heart, don't follow people who make you feel like shit because actually our well-being on social media is so important. And I know that's not necessarily to do with how to sell your book and promote your book on social media, but it's just a, a worthwhile ending point to remind you that if people piss you off, mute them. If people are rude, block them. Just find people that are totally your tribe, totally your bag, and follow them and interact with them instead. And it makes it a, such a nicer experience if you can. Before you turn off, I'd be really grateful if you could leave a review on your favourite podcast platform. Much like book reviews, podcast reviews can make all the difference in getting more listeners and spreading the happy writer's message. And if you know another writer who'd enjoy these episodes, do share it with them too. You can also give me a shout out on social media using the hashtag creating happy writers. If you'd like to connect, you can find me at stephcaswell.com and on Instagram or Facebook at creating happy writers. If you'd like further support to write a book in your niche, you can buy a copy of my book, Dare to Write, How to Confidently Write a Nonfiction Book to Grow Your Business, which takes you on the journey from initial idea to publication. You can also join the community by subscribing to my fortnightly newsletter, The Write Stuff, 
full of advice and ideas about writing and publishing. All links are in the show notes. Until next time, happy writing.